Here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. Jesus loves you more than you will know. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Top of the chart Tuesday. That's with my man Jack. Who's doing a great job? Uh, takes jams that reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. Uh, our conversation from off the record has got the Specs text line a little lit up. Limerick, rent, Limerick winner here, uh, 3.3 says, as a white male, I would like to say Bruce Springsteen sucks. I don't get it. As a music, <laughs> his music slash voice is awful. You can throw Bob Dylan in there with him just Awful. I don't disagree about the uh, music, about, about the voice being awful. Their voices are not necessarily great, but I do like lyrics. I'm a lyrics man, uh, usually over the beat and the chorus. And most people these days just beat and chorus people. Why I prefer Pac over Biggie because I'm a lyrics guy and I like the lyrics actually to be relevant. Sometimes they can be political, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, Bob Dylan and Bruce Springsteen both. Their music gets a little relevant, political. I don't mind that at all. Changes a little bit, right? Yeah, and Bob Dylan totally agrees. I always said that Pac is, you know, Pac is kind of the Bob Dylan of rap in a lot of ways. Interesting. Uh, well, just because he's more of a poet, you can describe him more of a poet too if you want to. But Pac had so many different, you know, personas, mm-hmm. so many different sides to the man. He was deep. Had had, had a birthday early this week, actually. Yes, he did. Um, also, uh, Texture says, <laughs> "Damn, Rod, Bruce Springsteen is super white." Yes. Uh, we were just talking to Harge about that. He needs more women and more white people in his phone uh, with his music choices. He doesn't have enough women and not enough white people. All right? I'm making an adjustment, so guys. So we're going to make some I'm suggestions some things, yeah. for women and white people in your phone. Look, I got, you got Hall & Oates? Oh, yeah. You know I got them. All right. You know I got them. We're going to ask you about random white bands and women. And I'll tell you if I have them. female artists. And we're like, yep. you should have them in your phone if you don't. All right? Do I get the veto votes? Yeah, of course. Okay, okay. Yeah, you, no, you, you, no, you are the final it's, say. Yeah, I do get. I'm saying yeah. something I may have in my phone. We'll do that kind of later on. Okay, we'll do that because yeah, I, I know. know you got it. I, I'm a, my stuff is eclectic. You're a little bit different. I got, I got a very eclectic mix on this phone, man. It's, it's all types, man. Got Billy Joel. Got Billy Joel on your phone? No, you no Billy Joel. No. no Billy Joel at all. None. Come on, man. I do have Hall of Notes because I love Sarah Smile. Well done. Good for you. See. See. You ain't total lost cause. No, I'm not. There's some hope out there for me. <laughs> As my man Nate says, where the white women at? <laughs> you got Chris Stapleton, though. Yeah, that I, I love. Yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah, I got all of his. I would. So. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll so get, I'm in there. We'll get back to that. Some people on the spec sex line that Harch needs suggest you need good female artists. And white artists, because he didn't have enough on his phone. Or you know what? They can be white female artists, uh, too. Any <laughs> artist other than African-American artists, because you can be Latino or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I guarantee you, like 80, 85% of your phone is black folks singing. Uh, 85? And, <laughs> <laughs> 95 we got, we got a, I got Chingo diverse, Bling on my, my phone, too, we man. We got to diversify a little bit, man. I do. I do. I got to branch eagle, out got of the Eagles on there? I do have the Eagles. There you the go. Carpenters. Yeah. Now, that that is white people music. No, I don't have Carpenters. Carpenters is. That's legit. I'm yeah, not. he's right about that. No. No. Yeah, Inya. You got Inya on there? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Selena. You got Selena on there? Negative. Bro. Come on. Nope. You ain't got no Selena on your phone? All the music, You're in Texas. All the music that I get from here is when y'all bring uh, <laughs> Top of the Charts 2. <laughs> <laughs> so you got no Bob Dylan on your phone. You got, got any Beatles? No. No Beatles. No, no Beatles. Bob Dylan. Uh, Rolling Stones. 
Nope. Wow, this is amazing. This game is so much more interesting than sports now. <laughs> now I'm all about this game. I want to carry into my sports. I just want to ask hard. Do you have any these, these these iconic bands on your phone? Iconic artists. Yeah, mm. we're going only iconic bands and artists. Let me see. Temptations are on here. <laughs> I said <laughs> <laughs> they're iconic to me. <laughs> they are iconic. What about George Michael? Uh, no. What about George Strait? I did. I got George Strait. Okay. I'm just yeah. going through my phone. Some yeah. of the stuff that I have It's like, if I have it, you should have it. Yeah. BGs. Yep. What about the BGs? I do like the BGs. Nice. Yep. Okay. All right. See, there you go. Not so a, I got spec, a little bit. Spec sex eyes lit. Hey, I definitely, I, I definitely have downloaded Laney Wilson. Just FYI. Oh, I know why. Yeah, that exactly. Ain't got nothing to do with it. I was trying to see if they got any videos up of her. <laughs> I got nothing to do with her yeah. singing ability. Yeah, it does. Oh man, she's got wow. a great voice. Okay, I'm gonna read something from the Spec Sex line. I don't know why I got Jack Harlow on my phone. That's just I need to uh-huh. delete that. Some stuff is just a sh- uh-huh. don't need to be shared that with people. You do not need to tell other people that. Uh, that's bad. What about Joan Jett in the Blackhearts? You got that? Wait, you got Joan Jett in the Blackhearts on your phone? Yeah, you got John Mayer. Got some John Mayer on there. No, you got no John Mayer. Nope. Justin Bieber. Heck no. Though Bieber's later stuff is legit. Bieber's talented. Why are y'all acting like you're Bieber's not talented? I I, I, I listen to Bieber. I'm listening to Usher, so I just treat them the oh same. Oh my God! Is that a black? He's a white Usher. He's a white Usher. Oh come on! Bieber was Usher's like protege for a long time. Yeah, thank That's you. how he found him. I, you, thank I you. can't hear Justin Bieber. I grew up in the era where Justin Bieber was just like the worst thing in music, and everyone. And I will admit, pretty, it got a little extreme. He was like 14. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I was younger than him. People, so people I, were I got, hating him though when he was young. That's right. He's actually. Yeah, I don't really necessarily like the the earlier stuff. I like the later he stuff. He said yep. shoddy too much. <laughs> Come on, shoddy. Like 13, 14 year old boy, and he was. Singing about shoddies. 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 Oh, man. Oh, man. This, we can go on forever here. Okay. All right. We could, This is probably taking up too much time. You got Metallica on there in your phone? I entered the Sandman every once in a while. All right. Now we're talking. Uh, I, I like the, that. I entered okay. the Sandman. I used to have Ozzy on there. That would be good. But I had to get it all because my phone just started tripping. Oh, so you decided to delete. I was like, I was like, I don't want to be like that. Why none of the other, uh, the 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 black artists got deleted? Oh, because man, they've been working hard to get that. <laughs> <laughs> you got Phil Collins on your phone? Yep. Okay, good. I like Phil. Right. I can get down with Phil. Man. Yeah. There's a lot that you. you we gonna make a list of just iconic bands that you need to have on oh, your phone. Yeah, I need it. Chad and Zay got their album swap. We gotta get it going, but for. Hundreds of bands. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say y'all gonna have me out here looking way too much, man. Yeah, we we gotta yeah we gotta get you on that. All right, no queen. Yes, I was like, what about queen? Got no queen on there? No queen. I'm ignoring y'all. I like Jack Johnson too. Good on that texture. Eric Clapton. What about that? None of that. No Clapton either. No Clapton. No. Come on. Oh, man. I want to thank y'all for giving me all these names to listen. Man, amazing. Not a, not not a, I, listen. I used to listen to. Duran Duran. I used to listen to White Snake. What happened? To, Why'd you stop? What'd you What did you say the other day about Ja Morant? Yeah, it's, you must give up childish things. Music, no, that's <laughs> not true. Music don't work that way. 
music don't work that way, man. I had to switch it up, man. That was nice. That's, I had to switch I like it up. like how you're using it. Yeah, I, I, had to use it. I had to bring nice. it back to you, man. All right, let's get to this uh, NIL story. Quit hammering away at hard a little bit. That was fun, though. <laughs> Appreciate you uh, opening it up. It ain't over. It ain't over. Oh, no, it ain't over. <laughs> it ain't over. We're going to come up with a bit about this, man. Yeah. This is amazing. Okay, let's get to this NIL law that has changed, and as a result, we could end up seeing uh, the University of Texas. Uh, benefit from this new uh, amendment to the NIL law here in Texas. So as a result of this law, um, and I haven't read the law in detail, just full disclosure, uh, this is from ON3, um, the Texas One Fund donors will soon receive a tangible return on their NIL investment. The athletic department uh, announced um, last weekend that current members of the Longhorn Foundation will earn loyalty points for any donations to the NIL collective starting July 1st. Uh, collectives mm-hmm. across the country have worked Worried about donor fatigue as the year two anniversary of NIL inches closer. Um, uh, Patrick Will Smith, I mean Wills, who is the executive director of the Texas One Fund, TexasOneFund.org, by the way, uh, says it's another great asset for us. Um, not only are we doing good things in the community, uh, not only are we helping our student athletes, we're also giving donors the benefit, which is a game changer. As of now, it's still a tax deductible donation. The ability for them to get a tax deduction and loyalty points is a really good thing. Loyalty points, by the way, for y'all and for, for us. <laughs> yeah, I was like, for, for us. Oh, don't don't, don't yes. get it twisted. For us. So yes. trust me, uh, Rod B, I, I donated, but in other ways, all right? Yeah. Blood, blood, sweat, and tears. And That's what they get from Rod B. Time and effort. <laughs> Time and effort. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, the, basically, the loyalty points, uh, they help determine priority for season ticket selection, seat selection, upgrades for different sporting events, uh, all the you know rivalry games. So now going to the SEC is going to be even bigger for your Texas mm-hmm. OU games, for all the road games. Those are going to be better road games in the SEC, too. And all the postseason events. And, yes, something that is close to hard, just uh, hard, parking. Parking. So yes, also so important. It actually is all the big the BMDs. Shout out to the big money donors and boosters. All the ones that I know, uh, they all got really nice fancy parking. They all want they, they don't that park too. with the Gen Pop. No, y'all, and most of y'all listen to Gen Pop. They don't park with us. They got I'm, fancy I'm, nice and I'm trying to be fancy like them. I need to get that. I need to get that exclusive. Hard valets everywhere he goes. Try to anyway. Yeah. Basically, it's just, I, is there is there a pass at UT that like CDC has that's like the Chick Fil A black card? They're like basically you can park anywhere on the campus and you won't get any ticket or anything. Like is the CDC have that? Like Jay Hartzell, does he have that? I don't think they all. I don't think anybody I don't think has anybody it. Has I think it. UT, Quinn yours and don't and them don't have it. <laughs> they don't have it. Yeah, you know what? I would definitely make it part of my NIL deal. Y'all for paying sure. for my parking? Exactly. Sorry, man. I need y'all to pay for that. Because I need to park close. Because, <laughs> you know, people are trying to chase me. That's what they can say. Oh, that's true. You, you know, they say can that. say that. I'm trying to, yeah, that's a good I'm point. I'm trying to avoid all these people. You know, I'm trying to make it in. That's what That's what I would be saying at the NIL. Uh, if, I was, if I was a guy that was cold enough to get the NIL money, yeah, yeah you got to have, you got to have some of those things uh, typed in. No, I'm with you. Um, that it had it baked in. But this law that's now incentivizing the, the big money boosters and donors who are already contributing. And I brought this up earlier in the show. Uh, you know, Texas is right now considered to be from a lot of metrics. So, you know, depending on I'm sure what study you're looking at. But if you're going off uh, open doors and they are one of the first companies that decide to track transactions um, in the NIL world. They're one of the first companies that, you know, decided that they want to be in the NIL business. 
and uh, I got the report from the Austin Business Journal, so shout out to them. Uh, but they got a quote from Blake Lawrence, CEO of Open Doors, a Nebraska-based company that created an online platform to track NIL transactions and uh, uh, the athletes' platform uh, and, their, and promote that platform, of course, uh, via NIL. They say, quote, or he said, quote, we track hundreds of millions of dollars and hundreds of thousands of transactions through our technology and platform. Analyzing the first 20 months of NIL, Texas Athletics is number one in the country in our data set when it comes to NIL compensation for student athletes. Uh, and my prediction when NIL first dropped was that from the boosters and the you know donors I've talked to, they wanted Texas and Austin too, I guess, to be the NIL capital of major college sports. And yep. it had that kind of uh, potential because of the, you know, the companies that moved to Austin, the tech boom here, uh, because of the very affluent and influential culture here in Austin that, that Austin could attract the type of businesses and the Texas brand, of course, um, was the type of businesses that would attract a lot of these Fortune 500 companies and they could get into kind of the corporate NIL game. And I think Texas is in the corporate NIL game, but on top of the corporate NIL game, you have the directives and then the collectives. Collectives are a group of boosters and donors who pull that money together. A directive is just a straight up sugar daddy who is deciding, hey, you know what? I got enough money. I'm a billionaire. I can fit the I can foot the bill myself and I can essentially fund NIL on my own. Right. And by the way, Texas got all of them. <laughs> and that's why I think they're leading the pack when it comes to NIL. So I'm not surprised. Like I said, it was my prediction that I think Texas was going to become the capital of the NIL world in major college sports. Now, it's a competition. It's an arms race. So just because you're out in front don't mean you're going to win the race. Uh, but Texas, I do believe right now, is uh, at the forefront of the NIL world. And it's just going to help them even more. It's a cheat code right now um, because it's the Wild Wild West and there is no real national regulations and guardrails on this thing. And as long as you are looking and finding the loopholes that are advantageous to you, and Texas is certainly doing that, you're going to be in the driver's seat. Yeah. And that's the beautiful part about it is you're trying to stay ahead of this and you're going through the laws and the regulations of what the choices are that are, are being made out there. But for me, excuse me, the university of Texas has been ahead of this for quite some time. I know we were talking about Miami and what mm-hmm. they were able to do with their life wallet. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about John Ruiz earlier about <clears throat> how he wanted to be, he wanted the U to be the he NIL. He was called the NIOU is that what they were calling it because they wanted to be yep. know, the capital of the Mecca of the NIL world. Exactly. Yeah. That has changed quite a bit. And now that the rules are are being laid out in different states, have different legislations and how you can go about it. And the best part about it for me, and I, I know, I don't know if we got too deep into this conversation uh, last time, is you can't, in an open records request, you can't find out how much the players are making. Not anymore. Not, Not anymore. That's what I'm saying. Yes. yes. Now I, there's a privacy amendment to the law. And I'm glad to hear that. I mean, mm-hmm. like we talk about, we don't pocket watch, we can assume. We can all think, we can all talk about what we think a player is making, but that doesn't that's none of our business at all anyway. 
Uh, it's not. Some would argue against it that it's a public institution, that it is their business. I don't want to get into it. I'm sure there's a really valid argument on the other side of it. Right. Truth is, this is another loophole to protect the universities so that they don't have to deal with the criticism uh-huh. of the court of public opinion or of the media when they say, how much did you pay that, that quarterback? And he transferred in a year? Yeah, we paid him a million and a half dollars and he transferred and he already the next left. year. And then they'll see the misuse of funds and they'll see how irresponsible uh, these these collectives and directives are when it comes to spending money in IL. So that's what they want to avoid and that's part of this new amendment in the law too. So the, the law just will keep changing mm-hmm. to protect the schools who obviously are making uh, their way in this new NIL world. And I'm not against that at all. Like, I'm all for it. It's great. Um, but there are a lot of people now in the NIL business um, because, you know, anytime you have a service or a product that had been previously prohibited and it becomes legal, there all the historic examples show you there's an immediate economic windfall. I'm talking about just tons of cash rolling in. Mm-hmm. Happened when they legalized marijuana, happened uh, when they legalized you know, alcohol. It's been the case with you know certain gun sales. It just happened over time. Same thing with NIL. It is now legal in a form, all right, to pay the players or compensate the student athletes and now there's a ton of money in the NIL world. I'm talking about millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. Now there's even coaches now, they're comparing it to money laundering because there is no real national legislation and regulational NIL. It's a state to state thing, which means it has to be regulated state to state. And the truth is I'm not sure every state is being diligent. Yeah. <laughs> and monitoring that. So with that windfall, you have a lot of people now who are uh, third parties, intermediaries who are not necessarily doing it because their uh, allegiance for the university or their love for college sports. They just see a lot of straight cash, homie. Straight they're, cash. They're capitalists. And you know what? It's capitalism. That's what right. capitalism is about. It's a free market hit college sports and a lot of money is hit it too. So they're just trying to get their piece of it. And I think that's when you're going to see you know, something ultimately that I think college sports needed. But the great quote is every great cause begins as a movement, becomes a business and degenerates into a racket. And that's when NIL is going to become more of a racket because mm-hmm. everybody's just getting a piece of it. And we don't the money has no purpose anymore. Right. Uh, it's lost its purpose. And mo- they also, we couldn't tell you. It's just like, hey, man, we're just paying for players. It's like, <laughs> NIL wasn't the purpose. To, it wasn't just to pay for players. It was to find a way to compensate the players fairly. And that is different. There's it is. a difference. It's totally There's different. There's a big yeah. difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, when you so. sit and you look at all the money, as you said, that is being thrown around, how do you how do you quantify this player and that player making this amount? And how about this? And, and remember, when the pancake factory started, mm-hmm. everybody was like, wait a minute, across the nation. Everybody was like, hold oh, yeah. up. How, how is this even possible? They found the, the loopholes. Yeah. They know exactly where to go. Exactly. And if you can create that, put it in a, in a collective, and the results come out of it the way that people are trying to assume that they are, so be it. But everybody comes in on a fair ground. Mm-hmm. And after that, everything else is off the record. Yep. So. Uh, and, I, you know, right now Austin is, is kind of what, you know, California and Colorado were when they legalized marijuana and it's uh it's right now kind of the epicenter it really kind of what you know new jersey is now too with legalized sports betting uh with now nil being the law of the land i don't know if there is a better 
ecosystem, economic ecosystem fourth in Austin, Texas. Mm. With Texas being the marquee brand, it's a professional team here. And Austin is one, uh, not only a pop culture mecca, but economically. I love the way that uh, Jeff put it last night. Economically, mm-hmm. it's one of the it's one of the last places where the recession hits, and it's one of the first places to recover from the recession. Mm. Like the way Austin is right, kind of situated right, in right. Texas, pops and because quick. of support, it pops back quick, and usually it, it it gets hit last when it comes to the recession, or it doesn't get hit as bad. Some people would text me and disagree with that. <laughs> uh, we're just talking about overall, um, but I do think that's why it is like nil wise, it is in all the Fortune 500 companies. They love Austin. They keep moving to Austin, um, and that corporate presence wants a way to market itself, and nil is a great way to market it, especially with the be- with the biggest brand in. Austin has always been Texas. Right. That that's the biggest brand in Austin. No matter what happens with, you know, South by Southwest or ACL brands, there is no bigger brand in this city than the University of Texas. Mm-hmm. So when all these corporations come come to Austin, they were like, all right, we want to associate ourselves with the best brand in in, in tech, the most well known brand in the city. What is it? It's University of Texas. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I can't afford to pay University of Texas to get on, you know, on the stadium, Jumbotron and all that kind of stuff. Well, you know what's cheaper? The players. They represent Texas and it's kind of a, you know, yeah. NIL world. You can still have that representation, but it just won't be direct representation. You can and they'll move do it. it around the way you need to. Yeah, so it's a it, it <clears throat> right now the formula works. Yeah. And it's working really well. So shout out to Wills and uh shout out to all the different collectives uh, and all the different BMDs, big money boosters and donors. You guys are doing a really good job. Keep up the great work. Making me seem like a genius. I said Texas. See if Rod and I can get some parking you. passes. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, see if we could do that. That'd be great. Uh, okay. I wanted to uh, I want some get to some other stuff too because there is a the statesman ranking of the quarterbacks in the Big 12. Um, so it, we can get to that coming up next segment okay. if we have time. If not, then we'll table that because it's an evergreen topic. There's been a lot of talk about the PIF, the Public Investment Fund. Uh, obviously now that is heavily invested or that essentially has merged or bought uh, the PGA, whichever way you want to say it. Um, there's some more uh, factoids that we have not really gotten into about the PIF that are fascinating and just how heavily invested they are in sports. And I don't think everybody understands it, so we'll dive into some of the details of that as well, and we'll talk some uh, some Texas football discussion. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful night, Hunk. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, no, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Time for uh, Rod's rant of the day. And I want to get into, I'm going to get to a couple of topics here. So we may not stay on this topic. We may just get into it a little bit. But 
the um, the investment fund, the public investment fund, I keep wanting to call it the People's Investment Fund, is the public investment fund, which I believe the projections are that it's worth somewhere in the neighborhood of 600-something billion dollars in the public investment fund. Um, the PIF, as they call it, which essentially is merged, uh, if not um, bought or purchased, the PGA. So I was doing some uh, deep diving about this, just went down a rabbit hole. Really interesting. So this basically I know the political ramifications and discussion about this, so I'm not being uh, insensitive to it. But I just kind of want to get to the actual money conversation about this uh, PIF, this fund. So essentially their state controlled oil company is what funds this PIF. And their state controlled oil company, Aramco, produces more than 10 million barrels of crude oil daily. That's a profit of $161 billion just last year. Mm. $161 billion Good of profit mm. in a year. Um, that's $441 million in profit every day. $18 million in profit every hour. $306,000 in profit every minute. Just to show you, and you know, Money talks, and they <laughs> yes. got a ton of it. Um, basically, and like I said, that the Ramco is their state-controlled uh, oil company. Uh, it's the world's largest oil producer. Um, the market cap of their company, I think, is at two point one trillion. Third largest behind Apple and Microsoft. Just to give you some perspective, but they believe their. Um, basically their economic model, um, their GDP and everything is a little too fragile because it's overly dependent on oil. 42% of their GDP, 87% of their budget revenues, 90% of their export earnings, <clears throat> big oil. All right. And hell, it's working well for them, but I mean, oil is going to run out one day. We all know this, right? Okay. Uh, we don't have that discussion. No, we won't get into that. That's a different discussion That's, for a different day. I was just about to say that. <laughs> um, so when the oil prices declined throughout the early 80s, they entered in, in, a recession and their economy took a real hit. And that's when uh, the crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman, who is the head of the PIF fund, he announced he was he I think he was also a top executive and one of the heads of their Aramco company as well. He came up with his Saudi vision 2030 plan. Or at least he announced it. I'm sure he came up with it for over year for a few years, but he announced it in 2016 and basically laid out the framework to reduce their economic dependence on oil. Period. Wanted to diversify uh, their uh, financial portfolio, if you will. And he's the one that had the bright idea, but we should be investing in sports. As we know, man, last Michael Jordan, there's a lot of money in sports. To be an owner of sports, a sports team for, a, what, what was it, Michael Jordan for like 10, 13 years? Yeah. And the return is exponential. It's a ton of it, right? So he laid out, like, man, we're going to get into sports. Uh, Saudi Arabia got to work basically spending over like $10 billion in different assets. And now they bought the Newcastle United FC for $408 million in 2021, uh, invested in WWE, uh, 10-year $1 billion deal uh, to get two events a year over there. 
uh, 10-year deal with Formula One worth $650 million, guaranteeing them one home race each year. And their state-owned oil company, Aramco, has a 10-year $450 million sponsorship deal with F1 as well. Uh, also, uh, they paid at least $150 million to host high-profile boxing events. Uh, including the Anthony Joshua fight, also uh, Andy Ruiz, one of Andy Ruiz Jr., one of his fights, and of course now we know about the three billion dollar commitment mm-hmm. uh, in partnership with the PGA Tour. Uh, let's not forget uh, they also signed some soccer players when they bought <clears throat> um, basically Saudi Arabia's top four soccer clubs uh, were purchased by the PIF. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to try to pronounce them because I will just disrespect uh, that and I don't want to do that um, but four different soccer clubs and Ronaldo remember he has been signed to play for two years uh, I believe it's Al Nassar yeah. uh, if I said that correctly if I didn't I apologize uh, $200 million per year which by the way is nothing compared to the reported alleged $1.3 to $1.6 billion offer that Lionel Messi turned down to sign with an MLS team into Miami. And that was that was mm. huge. And from what I'm being told, another player is coming to enter Miami as well. Yeah, they got uh oh, is it really? Yeah. I could see that. I just found that out last night. Um but yeah, man, they signed a bunch of guys for around, I think worth more than like two billion dollars. Mm. Uh Benzema, they signed a, another uh, another player as well. But either way, <clears throat> that's that's why it seems like a wave of money that cannot be stopped. Oof. And, I mean, the hope is that uh, they only want to infiltrate maybe the international sports. But, mm-hmm. hell, man, if you're the Rock and you just lost $60 million in one year and the PIF comes to you and goes, man, we'll buy it off your hands for $300 million. <laughs> they well, come in all sad. Oh, what man, does the we'll Rock do? From you. What does the Rock do? Uh, he sells. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he sells. <laughs> And uh, how do we make it better? All right, we got we got money now to invest in it to well, make it better. Well, because they don't care about profit. No, like I just gave you the numbers. Profit. They got ridiculous amounts of money. That's profit. just a write off yeah. for them. You're talking about 161 billion dollars yeah. in profit a year. Mm-hmm. That they don't care about losing millions. That's nothing to them. Ugh. So yeah, it's it's really really interesting. Like I said, it's like some people consider it a threat. Some people are trying to look at it as you know maybe this is the new kind of geopolitical landscape that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, of course, I mean both sides. I think you know make some valid points about it. It just may be the reality uh, that you have to face with that much money. They're going to have a ton of influence mm-hmm. in a lot of different worlds. Uh, okay, let's uh, you know I want to get to this. This ranking really quickly while we got some time. I've been teasing this for a couple of segments. I want to get right to it. Uh, Thomas Jones, I'll give him props because I believe he's the one to statesman that put in the hard work. Uh, He's ranking the best of the Big 12 conferences quarterbacks. All 14 teams ranked them from 1 to 14. I was a little surprised by the the team that's ranked number one, Harsh. Mm -hmm. But honestly, I think he's right. Now, this is quarterback situation. Um, He's going Kansas. With Jalen Daniels and Jason Bean having death at that position, that uh, that I will give him because Jason Bean has had to play quite a bit mm-hmm. of football, and when he did come in, he played well. And Jalen Daniels, obviously, you and I were talking about him 
nonstop. Love that dude. Talking about his talent and what he's capable of doing. Hosman front runner. So when I, he yeah, was exactly. Healthy. Yeah. So I will look at this as we continue to go down this list. I'll let them stay there briefly until we get a chance to talk about some of these other names. Uh, yeah. Um, I you know I don't mind it because he's talking about. You know, proven commodities, yep, and yep, yep. at least Jalen Daniels did. I know all these quarterbacks had dealt with injuries because only one quarterback um, played every game for his team uh, the entire season last season. I think that was Hunter Deckers from Iowa State. He's got – Thomas Johnson's got Kansas 1 and Oklahoma at 2. I know you're a big Dylan Gabriel fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, I wonder about the depth at Oklahoma in the quarterback. I like Dylan Gabriel, but behind Dylan Gabriel – you got a highly talented freshman, Jackson Arnold. But remember, you had Nick Evers. He left. You had another quarterback that was there. He left. So, yeah, to I'm, me, I don't know how you could jump them into that position to put mm-hmm. them at the number two spot if we're talking about time and, and depth of, I mean, players that have played in a game. So, it's kind of in between here. Well, I think because Dylan Gabriel's played so much yeah. that maybe he figures he's played so much ball that Dylan Gabriel, you know, that he warrants or at least brings credibility to the entire room. Yep. But they definitely don't have the depth. I do like Dylan Gabriel as the frontline starter, though. I mean, and he works in uh, that system. He's got Texas at three, which you could argue Texas has more depth than uh, Oklahoma does, certainly. Mm-hmm. Kansas, I don't know if they have more proven depth than Kansas. Texas has proven Kansas depth. has the most proven depth, I would say. Um, but Quinn Ewers, I mean, Jalen Daniels and Quinn Ewers both missed games last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and Malik Murphy, the first offseason he's even been healthy has been this offseason. Uh, so I definitely can see they, they're they largely unproven, too. Right. Quinn Ewers and Malik Murphy. And, of course, you have Arch Manning, who's not expected to play. Um, but I will say, upside-wise, Texas has the most talented quarterback room in the Big 12. But if you're talking about proven commodities and actual production on the field, yeah, I'll take Kansas and, hell, man— they're looking. They're not to say Kansas State is fourth in this conversation. Um, Will Howard, man, Will Howard is impressive to me. I like Will Howard actually. Now, crazy, his <laughs> before two we years ago, he was more yeah. Will to, Will spill the pill Howard, but now more Will Will the thrill Howard because I think if he'd have played against Texas, they might have had a better chance to win that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, upside. Texas has the best quarterback room in the Big Twelve, but. Upside is not something that'll win you games. You need somebody to go out on the field and be productive and prove it game after game. And that's the question about Quinn Ewers, who right. hadn't played football in a long time, right? Uh, before starting last season, and even last season, ended up getting hurt. Uh, the last time he played significant time in a football season without having to miss time was probably going back to his junior year in high school. So the question is, how much improvement can we see from Quinn Ewers? One full offseason in the same system with the starting job already decided. Well, here's here's the thing for me. This is a contract year for Quinn Ewers. So, mm. you know, we've been talking a lot about the changes, uh, cut his hair. He looks leaner. He looks cut. Yeah. He looks, you know, he's shredded. He looks shredded. So this is a time for him that, He's trying to put himself on the draft map. And so for him, this hmm. is a focus year. And people look at him as that upside of being a high draft pick. And so maybe this is why he's gotten himself into the better shape 
that it's been in a while. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it really the season goes as Quinn Ewers goes. If yep. Quinn Ewers has a great season, yep. Texas will win 10 no 11 games and be competing for a Big 12 title. If he doesn't, then Texas won't. Right. No doubt. Texas doesn't. Uh, okay, so Forest K State, uh, five, he's got Central Florida. Um, he likes uh, uh, John Rice Plumley, mm-hmm. um, and he th- talks about how they got some depth there as well. Six is BYU, seven Iowa State, even though they bring back Hunter Deckers, uh, one of the only quarterbacks to start every game last year for his team. Baylor's, I think wasn't he the only one? He was the only quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I should say one, the only quarterback. Blake yeah. Shapin, uh also at Baylor. They got him at eight, so not how on Blake Shapin, and neither is yeah. Baylor, by the way. Uh, Texas Tech, uh, for the third consecutive year, he talks about Tyler Shuck will enter the season as a starter. Uh, but remember last year, the starting quarterback now at, or at least one of the quarterbacks at U of H, Donovan Smith, will yep. be Texas. Uh, he's moving on to the Houston Cougars, who are on this list at, I believe, yeah, they're at 12, ahead of TCU at 11, uh, Cincinnati at 10, and uh, like I said, Texas Tech at 9. Uh, down at the bottom, Oklahoma State at 13, because your boy Spencer Sanders is gone, and West Virginia. Um, last ranked quarterback situation uh, based on the uh, statesman rankings from Thomas Jones. There, that's so. that, that, that's why I keep saying I don't know if my man's gonna make it through the season. Neil, Neil Brown. Brown, yeah, you, you you can't be in this league. Get some new teams that comes in, and now all of a sudden you're trying to figure out if you who's your quarterback going to be. The one quarterback is five eleven hmm. that you're gonna be bringing in there. Yeah. Coming downhill, he better be a running quarterback because they're going to come and get him. So I, I, I just don't know if my man Neil Brown's going to make it through. Uh, yeah, all the, the the teams at the bottom of this list, I would say quarterback is connected to job yep. stability at the uh, head coaching position. U of H at 12, Oklahoma State's at 13, and West Virginia's at 14. I don't think Mike Gundy will ever go anywhere, but – uh, this may be one of the the seasons where you know Mike Gundy's team struggles because he's had a lot of guys transfer mm-hmm. and he's he's being real stubborn and old school about the NIL. Yeah, he's missing the, out. Yeah, he's missing out. You better, like we talked about just a minute he's ago. Stop playing, about, man. He's being stubborn about it. Yeah, you either walk away from the game or the game gonna walk away from you. Both of the Oklahoma coaches are being stubborn in different ways because Venables is being stubborn about the transfer portal. Remember, he's one of those guys that's basically. Yeah. The modern recruiting saying he doesn't want guys taking visits after they commit to Oklahoma and all yeah, that kind of stuff. Go somewhere with and that, then bro. Mike Gundy's being he's being reluctant to go all in on NIL because he doesn't like how it's corrupted amateurism. And he's not wrong, but it's still the you know don't hate the player, hate the game. It is what it is. You still got to play the game, man. Mm-hmm. You can't refuse to play the game, because you, yep. you just gonna get your head, you get bludgeoned. And that's where you're leaning right now. And I think, you know, if they would have had their sugar daddy, T Boone Pickens, been still alive, I think they'd be fine. Oh, they would have been Because he's a sugar daddy. But now, without a true sugar daddy in that program, they don't really know how to approach the NIL world. And Mike Gundy is not the guy <laughs> to, to help them, you know, ease them into that transition. Not at all. No. Yeah. He's uh, got a, you got a lot of work to do, buddy. Yeah. You got a lot. A lot of it. Uh, okay. Uh, we'll come back. We'll get into uh, some other news notes and nuggets uh, from the sports world. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful Nine Horn.
Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Top of the charts Tuesday. That's when my man Jack plays jams. I reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. And are you taking notes, Harch? Taking notes? I got, I'm ready. All right, we're trying to, just, no, I'm just saying, like from some no. of the artists that Jack is playing. Oh, yeah. Could, you could consider putting in your phone. We're trying to get Harge more female artists in his phone and more artists who are not African-American in his phone <laughs> because most of his phone are male African-Americans, uh, right? It's like 90% of your music yeah. is, is male. That's, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. You gotta diversify a little bit. Uh, we want to get that number down to like 75 Okay, okay. You need 25% uh, you know, more women. I think more I'm out of diversity. storage. Oh, I think I'm out of Okay. Wow. Is that your response when I say you need more diversity? I'm think, out of storage. I think I'm out of storage. Sorry. Let me go ahead and start deleting some of this stuff that I got, guys. Uh, that's funny. All right. Well, uh, we have to vote with that earlier. This is not fun, this story. Okay. So, guys, uh, how about this? There's a modern, like, in-person tourism, like, like submarine. Mm-hmm. I'm all over this story. For really, yeah, you've heard about oh this, right? My, I've read everything about this. Okay, so you probably can help us to it, Jack. So th- there's a submarine, the submersal. It disappeared Sunday near the Titanic wreckage, where it was on its third trip since the Ocean Gate Expeditions. This company started. Basically giving these uh, really, I'm assuming they're really wealthy people, uh, giving them uh, the adventure of a lifetime, giving them a chance to go see the Titanic wreckage. They started in 2021. This is their third trip. And now they can't find it. Yeah, that's Um, ridiculous. They've been promoting the third dive for months on his website and in Facebook posts, offering the chance to follow in Jacques Cousteau's footsteps and become an underwater explorer for the price of $250,000. Yes, so people got some bread. Um, um, participants have included a chef, an actor, a videographer, and someone who worked in, a, in banking. Uh, the company said on Facebook. One of the customers said on Instagram last year that it was a once-in-a-lifetime experience that lived up to her expectations. Um, Ocean Gate seems to be the only company offering dive tours to the Titanic wreckage, underscoring the practical difficulty of reaching the site, which is 12,500 feet down in the cold North Atlantic where the ship sank in 1912 and about 1,500 people died. Mm. Wow. Yeah. This this story is troubling for me. Number one, you and I have had this conversations numerous times, right? Mm, mm. We don't do water. Well, I don't like that. that. No, no. And then you're trying to go look look for the Titanic, bro. The Titanic hadn't been found ever. Yeah, they did. They found it. Well, I'm just saying, like, it was hard. I think they found yeah, it on you, accident. They yeah, they were just diving around. There's nothing I want to do that that deep in the water. There's nothing. Yeah, I've been invited to go deep sea fishing, and I'm I, I it doesn't I did appeal it to me at all. I did it once. Have you seen the sub? In it's question? like a it's in it like a little one of those little wiener dog looking things. It looks very much homemade. It's and about the size of a minivan. Wow. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the pictures of them sitting inside. Yeah, sitting it's, inside. There's of it. not seats. It's just a metal tube that they're sitting on the ground of. Oh, There's no. one button, according to the guy, for uh, surfacing and uh, and diving, I guess. Right. Wow. And it is controlled by a PlayStation 3 controller. <laughs> I did see I mean, that. Like, and what if you didn't plug it in? <laughs> Where are you getting your charge at? It's, it's a tragic oh, thing, obviously, but dude. 
You got a plan, like, I want to go to the bottom of the ocean and die. This is exactly how I would go about it. I mean, yeah. I, I, some people they live for adventure. You guys know I, I, don't I do not know believe in. I don't believe in organized life risking activities for recreational purposes, which right. I, this counts. I just don't believe in it because I don't want you know my story to end that way. All right. Right. Um, but I get it. Some people are adrenaline junkies, and this kind of stuff really, really appeals to them. I, f- I hope they find them. This is this is the sad way to go if you go you don't want that i mean how long, how long have they been this? missing jack how long have they been like missing they're almost now? out of air i think the the math was they would be out of air either tomorrow or thursday it oh, was 40 man. i thought they had 40 hours of air they're, left they're, uh, when that was early this morning their something. internet connection to their uh their mothership is what it said was uh they got their internet from elon musk's company so yet another bad pr oh, situation for for austin's mm. very own elon musk Oh my goodness! Um, yeah. Oh, he could have heard that. Sorry, Elon. Yeah, you gotta be careful with that, bro. <laughs> uh, Elon, he's not offended by it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a really sad story. Uh, that's a, so. Hopefully, they end up finding these folks. But yeah, that's that would not appeal to me. I'm with you, hearts like that. I I don't find any type of excitement in going to the bottom of the ocean to find the Titanic. My thought process is never that. Hey, what do y'all feel like doing today? You want to go jump out of an airplane or do you want to go submerge yourself underwater and not have enough air? And, oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to control it with a PlayStation 3 controller. I'm out, bro, on both accounts. Not mm. jumping out no airplane and definitely not going underwater like that. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. No, it's uh, I, I, apparently they don't visit a lot. This is actually the first company that is offering, you know, a way to visit the Titanic. So it's it must be dangerous because people don't do it. Yeah. Oh, yes, this good on the text line. They are bolted in. The door is bolted oh, shut. No. So even if they resurfaced, you they couldn't get out by themselves. They would they need somebody on the outside <laughs> to let them out of this thing. Mm. They couldn't they had, none of this was a good Yeah, I mean, this is a bad plan. <laughs> this is a bad plan. Yeah. It was a bad plan. But it might be it may not they may not even be submerged. It'd be like people saying that people aren't really walking on the moon. They got it in the studio. Mm. They, that's why you got such a crystal clear picture. It might be a hoax. These it might be messing with us. Faking their deaths for, yeah. uh, for insurance purposes. Yeah, going to a different island by themselves. Th- this is That would be my nightmare. One, that, that's like that's, like, that's nightmare fuel for me. Oh, for sure. That's like one of my that, I heard Craig say about claustrophobia. I, there's no way I would be in something like that. And I didn't even know about the bolting in thing right there. Like, how am I getting out of this? Wow. And you're running out of air. So even if you come back up, how long is it going to take you to get out of there if you're bolted in? And they're looking for them right now. and With no they, signal, right? They don't know where they are. Like, that's crazy. That's the worst they don't know, part. They don't know what like, part, I have no part to die well, no, to. They don't know what part of the wreckage they're exploring because the Titanic, it, you know, it, it's different <laughs> yeah. pieces that it ended up you know, breaking right. apart into. You can explore different parts of the Titanic. They don't know where they are. And, yeah. How come no one has ever tried to take the Titanic out of the water? Dude, it's it's like twelve thousand feet down there. It's down there. It's, it's way down there. Deep Dude, even for we the got ocean. technology, bro. Do you realize we haven't even explored like sixty percent of the ocean? We have Trust no me. idea that's there. There's a reason. Exactly. And you the Loch Ness monster don't go, want you coming and, down and there. And you to want holler. to go down there and try to pull up the Titanic? <laughs> I go up there and, and some get alien it. species <laughs> gets it disrupted. And then we Where's Aquaman like, when you need him? All right, we'll come back. We'll get into uh, some other hijinks when we come back. Get the show right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful.